Welcome to Health Matters, Sonoma's weekly program devoted to health and well-being. Each week through interviews, editorials, and listener participation, we will explore topics and issues of contemporary medicine and its relationship to the lifestyles of our community. Our goal is to provide you with information and resources to help you achieve and maintain what you deserve, a happy, healthy, and productive life. I'm your host, Dr. Ned Hoke, a veteran in natural methods healthcare, speaking with you today from Sonoma Valley, California, for an hour of health topic digestion and discussion. Please stay with us. And welcome back, Health Matters listeners. Thank you for tuning in again this lovely, lovely day. Fortunately, we're not surrounded by fires and other things that are terrible. We just got a, we've just got some n- nice fresh heat here in Sonoma Valley, and uh, I'm enjoying it. I hope hope you are as well if you're if you're near and abouts. Today, we're going to be joined by Kelsey Maddox, our primary guest. Today, we're going to be talking about Vintage House. Vintage House is uh, something that began in what, during my tenure here in Sonoma Valley uh, 35 years ago, and I can remember. Uh, the lady that was kind of the, the founding spirit of the place, uh, Jerry, and how sort of inspired she was to bring together uh, a place for uh, elderly members of the community to just get together and be together and to be part of each other's lives in a way that, that uh, has turned out to be a really wonderful and rich local environment for not just seniors of ancient, ancient times, but active seniors, seniors who have still a lot of life to give and a lot of love to give and a lot of interest to, to fulfill. So anyway, Kelsey Maddox is their uh, uh, pr- program director, and he'll be with us in just a moment. Um, looking ahead here in Sonoma Valley, I want to just point out tonight at Reader's Books, um, Gary Gotch, or Gotch, I think, I don't know how to pronounce his name exactly, but anyway, he's doing a program in mindfulness and meditation, but it's it's a bigger picture. He's, he's spent over 50 years studying um, how mindfulness can be you know, brought into the lifestyle of, of, all, of us all. And it's, it's uh, a bigger picture than kind of some of what you typically see. But anyway, I just wanted to point out tonight at Reader's Books at 7 o'clock, that's at, uh, what's the address? 130 East Napa Street, for those of you who don't know. But anyway, if you have any interest at all, in what mindfulness is can be in your life, I have to believe this gentleman would be offering something of use. His book is called Pause, Breathe, Smile, Awakening Mindfulness. So he simplifies the three central aspects of mindful living, allowing the reader to explore mindfulness in their lives as a healing and transformative practice. That's tonight at Reader's. Now this weekend, a couple other things that are happening uh, for those local listeners who know about uh, Quarry Hill. Quarry Hill is a, a charming Glen Allen uh, just uh, outside of town here. It's a, a, a specialty agri- um, plant, uh, r- rare plants, particularly oriental plants uh, environment. And uh, there's doing, there are two things happening there this weekend. There's gonna be a plant sale uh, and there's uh, really wonderful exotic plants that they have of uh, whether you want salvias or lilies or roses or, or special uh, uh, maple trees and so on. They, they have a real wonderful and large 
opportunity to add to your collection of plants. So that's this weekend, this on Saturday. Then the Peg Schaefer and Sean Fannin, the two the medical Chinese medical people, are my colleagues actually are going to be doing their uh, walkabout from 10 a.m. to noon on Sunday at Quarry Hill. And I talked to Sean just a little while ago today, and he was saying that. Uh, it kind of depends on who the audience is, whether you want to know the medical uses of the plants, whether you want to know how to grow them and how to uh, have the, or, the, or, the, some of the ornamental, be- ornamental beauties of, of, the, of the Asian plant uh, world in your life. Um, both of these people are completely competent to give you that guidance. Peg Schaefer is just, she's been on this program historically before. She, she's uh, written a wonderful book on Chinese medicinal herbs and has a large and substantial Chinese medical practice of Chinese herbs in Petaluma. And she's just a, 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 a wonderful teacher and, guide, and a farmer guide to how to use and how to grow these herbs. And Shan, Shan is a practicing Chinese medical practitioner who's focused a, a great deal on herbal medicine. So that you've got both a, a skilled farmer of, 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 of plant life and you've also got a, a medicine man, a person t- who can tell you how to use the plants in terms of for medical purposes. So that's a, this is a, 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 a benefit for Quarry Hill. And for more information, you can go to Quarry Hill forward slash medicinal plant walk you want to know more more information, but it's Sunday the 23rd at 10 a.m. It's $20 for the public and $15 for members of Quarry Hill. So I urge anybody who has any interest in that topic at all, this is a rare opportunity to have this contact with these two wonderful people. So uh, that said, uh, now we get to talk to Kelsey Maddox. So Kelsey, are you here with us? I am. Thank you. Splendid. Well, welcome, Kelsey. And we, I was so glad when we talked originally and you said, well, you'd been overexposed on KSVY, but you thought you'd come back a little later. So now, now is that later. So we're happy you, take, you took some time for us today. Thank you very much. It's nice to be here. So give us uh, the broad sweep of, 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 um, of what, what your role is at, at Vintage House. What, what do you, what, what's your, what's your, you, you, you talk your title, but also what is, it your, what is your vision of your role as well as what you actually do? Well, I, I think that um, uh, I look at it from a number of perspectives, actually. But um, one is uh, teaching and, um, and um, uh, as you spoke earlier about mindfulness, is trying to bring awareness to people about the aging process um, and um, um, to have compassion for themselves in, in that process. And, um, and, of course, to continue the programs that have been going on at Vintage House for the last 35 years. Uh, which include uh, many exercise classes, uh, painting classes, language classes. So those are ongoing things that, that uh, um, have been um, the cornerstone of Vintage House. And, and of course, we do events uh, both at Vintage House and uh, throughout the Northern Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we take uh, you know, uh, local residents on, on tours and different things. So it's it's a big big palette that you have over there, and and it's uh, our maybe our listeners if they're not familiar with Vintage House, uh, they don't recognize maybe because, like we were talking before we went on the air, we how they sort of ad- have identified out of the sort of senior nomenclature, and they so they don't they may not have paid very close attention really to the to the breadth of the program that you have, so so. Let, we're going to talk naturally. We're going to talk, and we're going to be joined by Carol Allison, one of the teachers 
a little bit later in the program she'll be calling in. But between between now and then, let's talk about some of the some of the programs that that are kind of come to mind that are the sort of things that maybe our listeners wouldn't imagine that's the, that's part of the the, the vintage house uh, palette, if you would. Well, I have to admit, uh, you know, I've lived in, in Sonoma Town for uh, 10 years. I've been in the county since 2000. But right. um, the I, I had no idea until I took the job, uh, which I did in January. Right. Um, we can have several hundred people in the building at one time. Mm-hmm. And one, with that success, of course, comes problems because we, like most of the city, lack uh, parking. Mm. And so that becomes difficult for many who uh, can't walk as easily. But but uh, overall, the general uh, member who's using Vintage House is pretty active. Mm-hmm. And as you, we mentioned earlier, uh, most people s- sort of think, oh, Vintage House, it must, you know, must be a lot of walkers and canes. And um, I, I can think of two people that I see on a walker and one woman on a, a little, uh, uh, what, electric aid. Right. But generally, um, everybody's uh, very active and, and on their way to a yoga class or something that's uh, stretching their bodies. So these, so these people are up and at it. I mean, yes. they, you know, they, uh, and up and at it, and they're up and at it in all kinds of ways. And so, of course, we're because we're a health program, we're naturally thinking in terms of those kinds of things. So you had, when we talked on the phone, you said there's a, a Feldenkrais class that, yes. mm-hmm. that Gretchen does. And, and uh and uh, maybe you could give our listeners the, the date and time of that class, uh, if let you me would. I pull that up. Take, I, I brought a list of them with me. Um, that's on Tuesdays right. from uh, 1030 to 1130. Okay. And, um, again, this is a, you know, uh, about building awareness on movement and using the Feldenkrais uh, teachings. Um, for those who uh, may know or may not, it's really a valuable um, um, tool for uh, maintaining health. And uh, that class is um, is ten dollars to members and fifteen dollars to non-members, mm-hmm. and is ongoing. And can people buy sort of series? Is it all, or is it just kind of a one-off thing? It, it's a one-off. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty uh, much how we run it this okay. time. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And then another one is Robert Young, who was with. I spoke to a moment a little earlier today, but he he had just been at Joshua Tree, and he was so. I'm not sure blissed out's the right word to saying it, but he's he was uh, he couldn't join us. But anyway, he had a great time. But but he's our he's the vintage house qigong teacher. Qigong teacher, yes, and he's been doing that for many years. Many years. Uh huh. And uh, it's one of the. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, most uh, of the teachers have really solid followings, uh, right. and Robert has his. Right. And um, in good weather, um, they meet in Depot Park. And uh, mm-hmm. if anybody knows Qigong, it's, of course, the Chinese. It's from the Chinese culture. But it's it's often, uh, the Chinese do it usually every morning outside. Right. And it's uh, a very beautiful to watch. I've always, it's, uh, I've done it a few times, and I'd like to, to uh, be more proficient at it. I'm not, but I really enjoy watching uh, people move through those movements, and um, uh, it's a very uh, r- rhythmic kind of movement, and um, is really perfect for someone in the aging process by because it builds up core muscles, and um, and then there's all kinds of health benefits mentally and physically from it. So, well, it's, that it's that, a great that, one. that whole oxygenation of the body is just one of the amazing missteps that so many uh, people who are 50 and older don't consider they they um, somehow they you know we've gotten we've gotten used to thinking that we can sort of put so much of our livingness on automatic pilot 
And one of the things that gets left behind a lot of times is the really proper breathing. And, the, and so one of the things that, of course, me as a Chinese medicine practitioner have to deal with, and as many, many times people have like sleep apnea and so on, and many of these things arise from long-term improper breathing patterns. Right. And so one of, the, one of the real sort of necessary steps of, at least in my, as I tell my clients, in terms of what needs to happen 50 and beyond, is uh, is breath work and of of all different kinds and so there Robert is and it's very affordable I don't know what it costs but it it's it's pretty I'm, it can um, it's five dollars for members and, and eight dollars for non-members right. so, I mean, it's, so it's completely it's and, and, and I'm sure that if you needed to oh, oh that absolutely we we have scholarships right so we have we're aware that there are people who uh, an extra five dollars a week or do not have right and so we simply ask them to see me and we we arrange for them to uh, have membership right and to receive uh, free free tickets for classes wow wow now that is a blessing yeah that, that is yeah. that is truly a blessing so by the way uh, uh, Robert also teaches mindful movement meditation on Monday evenings oh uh-huh. and um, that is uh, a, a qigong a sitting qigong Qigong uh, gentle movement, mm-hmm. and um, you, you don't require any experience, and that's on Monday evenings from five to six, mm-hmm. and again the same price of five dollars and eight dollars. And the regular Qigong class was what day again? Uh, I'm sorry, let me go back. Yeah. Uh, it's Thursdays, eleven to twelve. Thursdays, eleven to twelve. Okay, yeah. great. So, okay, so there, those are the those are the kind of the well, and then we haven't talked about Carol's class. Well, we could of course talk about when she comes, but why don't you go ahead and give us give us Carol's stuff? As okay, well. uh, Carol uh, um, has been. She just celebrated, or we've we've celebrated her rather. <laughs> <laughs> Good. She her gift to us is much more than our gift to her. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, uh, she has been with Vintage House for fifteen years. Absolutely. And uh, she teaches every morning. Uh, uh, well, Mondays through. Uh, She's Mondays, let's see, and Fridays, uh, 9.30 to 10.30. Mm-hmm. And then the other Wednesdays and Thursdays are with um, uh, Sophie Atchins. Mm-hmm. Uh, she teaches those days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, these are yoga classes. These are yoga classes. Right, so, right. Um, And this is for uh, people with all levels. And um, there are generally uh, around 40 people who show up in the Stone Hall. Really? Yeah. 40 people. And, That's uh, a good-sized class. It's a good-sized class and very devoted. Uh, there mm-hmm. are people who... Mm-hmm. Um, are devoted to Carol, devoted to right. each other, right. and uh, and really just love it. So right. Right. Um, that's great. Well, Carol, yeah, Carol brings a charm to the whole thing, and uh, she does it beautifully. I've I've been around Carol for a long, long time, and I've just always been a big, big fan. Yeah. And so, and, and there are some people who say, well, Carol's classes aren't as advanced as they might otherwise be in terms of yoga, but that. When we're dealing with the, the population that she's dealing with, it, having a yoga that you can do, have, having yoga that's available to you in terms of what you're really, you know, reasonably capable of doing, that's that's important. So I I just wanted to mention that this is not the yoga of twisting yourself into a pretzel. This this is a, a different. A, well, a, and she and she you know is really mindful. Uh, right. Both she and Sophie of of, uh, of who's in the class and and. Uh, uh, and working with people individually, right. and and so because of, of that, we've there have been a number of people who've asked about uh, a, a level two, mm-hmm. and um, Carol very graciously agreed that on Tuesdays and Thursday evenings, mm. from five thirty to six thirty, mm-hmm. um, she would uh, do a yoga class for working um, uh, for. Uh, 
what seniors who are still working, right? And um, those of us, who those of us who are still working, right? right. And uh, so uh, that we started that the first of September, and uh, oh, good. And so, and I'm actually attending, and I'm loving it. I have to admit, I haven't been in yoga for some time, and right. it's uh, it's shocking how stiff I am. But oh, uh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. you know, each each class. Uh, does a little more. Does so a little more, exactly. Uh, well, that's a, that's a blessing because one of the things that Carol's classes has been, they, they were daytime, I remember, and it was hard for people to get to them, some, right. for some people, myself included. Okay, so anyway, that's, that's Carol and, and Carol Allison, I should say. And so now let's, let's come back. Uh, I want to let our listeners know that we, we're going to expect Carol in just a few minutes to, to call in and be part of, the, part of the conversation. But between before... We get to that. Let's let's step back. Those are our, those are the immediately the health directed uh, classes. So I, I was glad we we touched on those things. But let's let's touch. I mean, I touch on something that we that I just got in the mail recently, and and, and I was not as alert to this as I needed to be. That twenty five percent of our population is sixty five and older, and there's a growing segment of the population that are experiencing the pain of loneliness and isolation and financial struggles and all of these things. And Vintage House has stepped up to this and they're they're doing a, a program involving soup so we'll need to take a break in about a minute so when we come back from the break we'll be we're going to talk about soup soup for seniors soup for seniors exactly soup for seniors okay so, so please stay with us dr netho today joined by kelsey maddox the program director from vintage house please stay with us you'll be we'll be back with you in just a moment The Sonoma Weather Report is brought to you by the Vintners at Vine Alley. The Vintners of Sonoma Vine Alley offer a variety of wines and experiences to allow you to relax, enjoy life, and not have to leave downtown Sonoma. Located on East Napa Street between Broadway and First Street East, the wineries include Passaggio, Fulcrum, McLaren, Westwood, Sonoma Loeb, Cahoon Galadia, Inkadoo, and Black Knight, all in one little alley. It's the 19th of September, 2018. This is KSVY, your voice of the valley, and our weather outlook is pretty nice. We've got clear skies today, lots of sunshine, 90 degrees the high, with stars out tonight, 50 the low, sunny on Friday, the high near 87, and then on Friday night, mostly clear with the low around 50 degrees. And thank you for listening to KSVY. Don't forget, you can become a sponsor or a contributor, ksvy.org or 9330808. Welcome back to Health Matters. Dr. Ned Ho today joined by uh, Kelsey Maddox. And now we're going we're gonna to segue into some discussions of uh, soup for seniors. Um, but we're also going to talk broadly about the whole situation of seniors in Sonoma Valley. And part of our our role today, and maybe Kelsey and I will come and talk about this more, but this is a pretty big topic, and so we can't cover it very deeply today. But Kelsey, let's start with the this, this soup story, and then let's emerge with that into kind of some of your larger concerns about the health of the, not just the health, but the situation of, of, us, the o- of older, in the, older America, or, uh, individuals in the valley. Okay. So let's start with the soup story part of the story. Well, the soup uh, came about because we, uh, the earlier part of the year, um, Priscilla Essert, who's the executive director of uh, uh, Vintage House and I, did a series of focus groups. And we invited people in to come and just talk and ask questions. We were trying to find out 
the temperature uh, and the needs of uh, the seniors in the valley since we were both new to a vintage house. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that came up uh, in that, and then we did it also a little survey afterwards, um, pointed to that eating out and uh, being social with family and friends is among one of the highest things that people, uh, as they are aging, enjoy. And so there, it's been some while since Vintage House had any food programs. And um, Priscilla said, I think we need to reintroduce one. And um, I immediately went, uh, I don't want to run a restaurant. Uh, so I have no desire to do that. And um, I came up with a suggestion of let's do soups. And she ran with that and um, spoke with um, the executive director of uh, Sweetwater Spectrum, which is the autistic program here in town. And they have a large organic garden. And he agreed that they would get start giving us vegetables that we could use for soups. So we did began this collaborative uh, uh, event, uh, I think, back in June. It's about it's over two months, I think, June or 1st of July, so I apologize. I don't know exactly when. But we, uh, every Friday at uh, 1130, mm-hmm. uh, we present uh, a bowl, a, a big uh, container, and give a bowl of soup to anyone who comes in, any uh, senior that needs, a, would like a meal, and some bread. And um, the, in, the initial intention is to uh, really uh, create a uh, an opportunity for those who uh, are isolated and uh, maybe housebound to give them uh, one day a week that they can come out and have some soup and some um, uh, communication and community Mm -hmm. uh, with each other. Mm -hmm. And so that's the primary goal. The secondary goal really is to give those who may be struggling with food scarcity an opportunity to come out and have a meal uh, and be again with others, which they don't have to worry about paying for, mm-hmm. but they can have a meal and sit down and, and again um, enjoy community. So that's that's the intention behind the program. And you were also saying this is this is uh, this is no canned tomato soup. I mean, this is this is a, a whole nother level here in Sonoma Valley. So tell us a little bit about that in okay. terms of yeah. the. Well, uh, we have a, a, a lady who's offered very kindly to help me coordinate the, uh, the, the cooks. And so we're rotating a series of chefs now. We started off with uh, Taylor Hale initially, and she gave her time and energy for uh, two months to get us off the ground. And she will continue to help us. But uh, we know that you can't give that much uh, on, on an ongoing basis. And so we have expanded the program, and now we're, we're rotating on a um, – one uh, a, a cook every uh, eight weeks a rotation, which everyone seemed to think that was very doable. So we've had um, let's see uh, we had uh, the girl in the fig most last weekend did a great soup for us. Uh, Mark Nielsen at Sonoma Hills uh, did a soup for us uh, a few weeks ago, and this week we have a former. Um, uh, restaurant owner from Santa Cruz and a friend of his. The two of them uh, are cooking a vegetarian uh, soup, uh, beans, uh, b- Brazilian beans, black bean soup mm-hmm. that we'll be serving this Friday. Wow. And, uh, and then we have Mustards, uh, who's going to be giving us a soup uh, for us to serve in um, October. So um, uh, it's a variety of people. This, so it, this, it sounds like a, this sounds like a, a culinary delight. I mean, it's it, very good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is so, and, and of course, some bread comes with it. Yeah. And, and now Vintage House has programs for people who 
can't drive themselves. So you could you, you the limo program. The limo program. So probably they might people might even be able to get picked up. Yes, absolutely. If, if they if, if they that, need, if, need if a ride, they, and we'll be that, glad to them. If that was their situation, exactly. Yeah, and, so and we can have you know we can easily have a driver pick up two or three people and bring them. Right. So the 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 if you one arrives at eleven thirty or one wants to arrive earlier and take a class, mm-hmm. and then you can have a meal, and then uh, we're doing uh, events. Our afternoons on Fridays used to be quite quiet. Mm-hmm. Now they're filled with people. Um, oh, doing okay. uh, this Friday, uh, we have um, uh, Cinema and the Psyche. It's a three-part series of m- old movies with a psychologist uh, re- uh, who comes in and she talks about the movies and how they were made and what was going on culturally and the and all the psychological background and how it played out in our culture. Mm. Uh, and mm-hmm. so that's, uh, you know, you can come and have a bowl of soup and then go to a movie and a it sounds like sounds like university level. Uh, she actually uh, uh, has uh, been teaching uh, this at um, the Marin uh, Junior College. Right, right. And right, so she right. lives in Glen Ellen and wanted to bring it to us. So we're wow. thrilled to have it. Right, exactly. Well, so, I, so again, for our listeners who... May not have thought of, they may have they may have heard soup and the thought about soup kitchen and they they may have thought of it being uh, in some way for whatever reason whatever personal reason they may have that maybe not a place where they really might want to be but what you're describing and and I gather from what you're saying that what you said to me before we got on the air today the people that are showing up these are this is not the down and out crowd necessarily at all I mean this not that they they can't be one of those people, but I mean, this is this. Is, these are people who are, are. It's, sub, it's sub, a broad spectrum. Broad spectrum of su- substantial citizens, and so uh, now, has there been any thought? I'm just reaching out here, but is there has there been any thought in terms of creating a, a event beside the soup itself during the meal? Is there any kind of uh, well, pres- actually, presentation that goes on amidst that, so that that would we haven't le- we haven't done it because right. we really. W- uh, one of the um, uh, attendees described we were looking for some comments and okay. we, we asked her what how she experienced uh, our soup program okay. and she said it's like being on a summer porch ah. which if anybody has a memory of summer porches Absolutely. in years gone by Absolutely. it's people sitting down and enjoying themselves so right. i thought that was really uh, we were achieving our goal and and that's you don't need to you don't need to embellish that the, no the, 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 says it all doesn't the, it? yeah the porch and the sunshine and thank you very much you yeah. know that's great well it's it certainly is wonderful news and I think for our listeners to know that there is such a place like that and that, that and and that that also that people are stepping up and and per, you know local people substantial people uh, adding to the to the picture we so, have volunteers who are creating the soup we have right. volunteers who are serving it so and it's conceivable that there are people who are listening to our to, today who have fruit trees or they may have a garden they may, they, they may be able to contribute as well yeah, so absolutely. so our listeners could conceive them conceivably offer can or support the situation in a way so uh if they wanted to do that would they talk to you sure or they could just drop it by if they let us know what it is in advance that obviously helps but right. the other thing too is we have what's called a sharing table it's okay in, uh, one of our uh, the coffee bar area of the building mm-hmm. and um on it goes the, the darndest things you can imagine uh-huh. but people bring in something that they're not using or whatever and and it ends up with a lot of fruit on food on it uh-huh. uh, vegetables and, and fruit right and uh, so it gets uh, we you know uh, 
picked up by anybody who needs it. Right. And which is a lovely thing. So nothing goes to waste. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great. Okay. Well, that's 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 good because yeah. of course right now this is a time where it's the apples are coming in big time and this and that. I mean, I I, I have the same pears, pears yes. and everything. It's wonderful. So okay. So now let's coming coming back to the. Again, the, some of the thoughts that you've had and, and what what brought you personally to this particular task. You were describing how you had a master's degree in, in, in psychology, in psychology mm-hmm. and, and you had had some interest in the aging population. So start to walk us into some of your personal interests and kind of how you see what you're doing uh, or how you're, how you're envisioning what you're doing as sort of a, being on a developmental path from deep within yourself. Um, I, well, I think the I, has, I have to really start from childhood because it really I, it, this uh, became defined when I was doing graduate school. But I really brought it back out uh, when people were asking me what brought me to Vintage House. Right. And um, a, as a child, I wore braces on my legs, and um, mm-hmm. until I was uh, uh, what eleven or twelve, and they came off. Mm-hmm. And so I lived in a small rural town in, in Illinois, mm-hmm. a farming community, mm-hmm. and uh, I couldn't play with other kids. I couldn't run. I couldn't climb. I couldn't ride bicycles. So wow. um, I ended up uh, finding little old ladies on front porches, ironically, that uh, enjoyed my company as much as I enjoyed theirs. Uh And so my affinity to the elderly uh, Uh started as a child. And um, I loved the stories and their wisdom and um, just the the honesty that that comes with um, being an elder. And their acceptance of a little boy, too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and, a, and yeah. unconditional. Right. And, it's a, it's a, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, it was mutual because we were both benefiting from the, the, this relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. um, uh, as they began to die off, uh, death became something at a very early age, my teens and early 20s, that really uh, struck me very um, significantly, mm-hmm. loss. And um, so I, I became very active in hospice. And when I was living in Hawaii, uh, I took uh, training in 1977, mm-hmm. and I've been a hospice volunteer ever since. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, in my early 40s, I decided that I wanted to do more personal work uh, rather than uh, I have been a, a property developer, and uh, that's what I was pri- primarily doing in a retail s- a shopping center in Hawaii. And um, uh, so I went back to graduate school and got a master's in psychology with an emphasis on aging. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, about almost 10 years ago, um, I decided that it was time to uh, really begin to look at um, uh, housing and, uh, and the elderly because I realized that there, we need, how are we looking after um, uh, an aging population? So I became the, um, an executive director of retirement communities mm-hmm. and uh, became much more steeped into um, the issues of aging from a physical point of view and decline, uh, both uh, physically and mentally. Uh, spiritually too, but um, I I realized uh, that what who we were serving was was shifting very quickly because the people that we were serving were still had pensions mm-hmm. and could afford uh, four thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. um, and um, and what about those who couldn't right so the um, the opportunity at Vintage House came and uh, I realized that I would wanted to use the variety of background that I've had in my life and pull it together uh, to serve uh, seniors here in Sonoma. I can't make 
change in the big world, but I can at least try to make change in the world in which I live. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's what drew me to Vintage House. And um, I'm trying to lead a conversation about subjects that are not necessarily pleasant for any of us to realize, but the the nature, the changing, rapidly changing nature of aging in America. Mm. Big topic. I, I, it's been a topic on our program here many, many times. We've had uh, uh, well, there's a wonderful man whose name escaped me. He wrote a book called uh, he called it it's called Unretirement was the name of his book, and he was a, a national. He was a um, a, uh, a Bloomberg editor and a, a national public radio figure that I that actually I'd known as a child. I didn't know him personally, but I knew his voice on the radio. And he joined us, and and uh, other people over the, over the years of the program here, we've 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 been able to talk to some people who be, who are thinking on these things, but we're sort of thinking in a uh, larger uh, broad bro- bro- sort of broad stroke kind of way. So I'm so I'm enchanted by your own very much here on the ground, you know, point specific. Here we are at Vintage House, kind of. This is what what how, what we you know what we can start to do here. So. Let's talk about some of the things that Vintage House is doing, and if you, in in the best of all possible worlds, how do you see something that you're going to add to it make uh, be somewhat, in, in any way, somewhat enlarging on what it already is, or do you do you have plans and visions about what could be? Maybe maybe just blue sky with us a little bit, if you wouldn't mind. Talk about what what should be what should we be thinking about in terms of Vintage House that could be we could maybe anticipate. Or, and I think the other important thing that you have to say that we talked about before we went on the air was how the boomer generation that we're that you and I are really part of, although probably you a little more than me, but um, in terms of age, but um, uh, these these are hard times. Yes. So maybe 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 I'm getting I'm going to turn that around. Let's start with the hard times part. Let's let's say. You're saying that, and you told me before we got on the air that that you see you're seeing a world of huge change in terms of hard times. So some, start go down that road a little bit for okay. me. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that um, you know as um, well. Let's let, let me stop for a minute. Let's let's all just give a moment to our own ageism, right? Because this is the part of us that doesn't want to identify that we are aging and. Also, it's the part that struggles with identifying with Vintage House because right. I'm not like those people, right. even if you are or older or whatever, it doesn't right. matter. But we all struggle with accepting our age and we live in a culture that doesn't value um, the wisdom and um, the, um, the inherent good that um, a lifetime has, uh, has achieved and still has available. Mm. So that's one of the things that I think I think that we really need to address, and uh, it's one of the goals that we are addressing at Vintage House. It's what we're committed to that. Uh, but to go, move a little further, uh, what is uh, unknown uh, to the general public in Sonoma is that Sonoma Valley is a valley of 44,000 people, and 28% of Sonoma Valley is over 65. And when you say 28% and it's like, oh, what? that's a lot of people. Well, you know, it's one thing to say 28%, but it's another to say over 12,000. Mm. And that doesn't include the boomers. Mm. So we have, uh, we have a sizable elderly population here. And I'm going to throw out another couple of statistics, uh, which I think are important. Um, for boomers, um, 27% of nationwide of boomers have less than $50,000 total uh, in their retirement as of today. 
um, there is an additional 12, 25% who have no savings at all. So, so that's 52% of all boomers, and we know that 10,000 boomers are retiring a day. Mm. So you're talking about 5,200 people a day who are retiring with no resources. Mm. Mm. And so it's a, it's a big picture, mm. and, uh, and no one's looking at it uh, except the very few people who are in um, senior care mm -hmm. um, and uh, people who are turning away people that they can't help because they don't have financial resources. So of that population, the other thing that's pretty horrifying is uh, over 40% of the population is, uh, is women, and we know that's true in the Valley if we're paying attention. There's lots of single women here. And over 40% of those women do not have any savings or are on, on the verge of, of bankruptcy. Mm. So women, are, women traditionally have, are bearing the, the cost uh, or not the cost of, of what's happened to them, whether they, we've paid them less, whether they've not done well on divorces, uh, whether they've uh, not been able to save because the, the salaries are not good for all the variety of reasons. Um, women in particular are the, the ones I am concerned, I'm concerned for everybody, but I see the problem is dramatic for women. And mm. um, again, our listeners probably aren't aware that we, uh, Mayor Agramani shared with Priscilla Essert and I that the city is picking up homeless senior women at night and moving them into the shelter because um, they're trying to help them out. That that's starting. It's here. Mm. It's here. It's in a big way in Santa Rosa because of the services that are available. Mm -hmm. But if it's happening, starting here, it's going to happen. It's going to be a bigger picture that we can realize. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. So this this is going to take a lot of lot of wrapping our arms around a lot of things to to come to grips with what that all means. And I think here's our guest. Here's our here's our Carol has made it. Hooray! She made it. So anyway, but that's that is a. I hope we'll 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 talk more about that. We'll of course, and, and sure. we'll, we'll come back to that. Carol, come on in. Maybe I should go. There she is. Come on in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Great. Well, we just. Wow, we got Carol. Hello. She Hello. showed up. I went to the old location. Oh, <laughs> oh you did? Oh, my God. Oh. Shows what I you know. You saw, saw a new building there. Yes. You're, yeah. an old, you're an old-timer, Carol. Yeah, I yeah. am, apparently. Uh, we're, some of us are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carol Allison, welcome to Health Matters. Thank you for, uh, for, for coming to the new location as well. Very nice to be here. Great. Well, we were talking lovingly, of course, about you and your <laughs> class and your, and your new class, which is a wonderful news. I mean, you're just a brand new class. So, yes. I mean, and, and I didn't realize Kelsey was telling me, he said that, you know, you've got such a big group that you're working with now that it, it just this goes, gets bigger and bigger. How do you, how do you handle all that? <laughs> Um, well, one way we've handled it is that we've actually added more classes because there now we, we have yoga four mornings a week. Wow. When I first started, it was one. I remember, yeah. And um, yeah. now we're having these uh, two additional evening classes that we're trying out for the uh, level two. I think that's so. And, so. and now tell us about level two. I mean, uh, what does that mean, really? Well, it just means uh, just a, a little notch up on the balance, strength, and flexibility mm -hmm. um, of yoga. Mm -hmm. And um, it means not using a chair as part of the class, although mm -hmm. they're always available. Right. Um, and I'm doing a lot of focus on the transitions between postures and having that flow with the breath mm -hmm. and moving into it rather than having everything be... Um, 
uh, as um, paced as more slowly. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's always going to be what people are comfortable with. I sure. never want anybody to feel unsafe, but the opportunity to really feel what it's like to flow from one posture to the other is uh, which, of course, is part of the really real nice. the real pleasure of the practice. It really it, it, is. It's like it's like dancing. It's it's just getting mm-hmm. you know to, to get the feeling of. And of course, one of our when our listeners who haven't had the occasion to really have any kind of practice on a regular basis, it's it's it is there's a huge step that you can make by and, and one of the easiest ways of getting to that step is going to that going to a class like you just described mm-hmm. and feeling that that movement from one position one thing to another and it's not a, it's not this big exercise thing in terms of getting big muscles or anything it's about f- feeling the the righteous movement of your of your body, it, yes. and, and the and, and righteous movement is so different, really, than just sort of forced activity, where we you know you, normally our little brain is sort of throwing us around like like our body is just sort of a, a vehicle for our for our ego or something, <laughs> you know. And so, but we're not so we're not really flowing a lot of times through our. But but when we get to go to your class, we get to we get to feel the connectedness of things in a way that we that on a regular basis sometimes we don't we don't get that experience. Absolutely, so. and having the um, attention put on your body, on right. your breath, on your movement, where yeah, as you said, often that's just sort of something that's happening as you go along with your brain. <laughs> right, just zing, zing, zing. Yeah. We need to take a break. We're, we're, we're welcoming just uh, Carol Allison to the conversation today. We're, we're, we'll be back with you in just a moment. Please, everybody, stay tuned. Programming for KSVY is brought to you in part by the Tina Schoen Group, located at Sotheby's International Realty, Body Best Collision Center, and Sonoma Hills Retirement Community. This health moment is brought to you in part by Sonoma Valley Hospital. It's not uncommon to develop aches and pains as we age. When the pain isn't acute, we often choose to live with it, which is not always the best idea. Most will go away naturally after a period of time, but some pains can become chronic if untreated. If you are experiencing persistent aches or pains, it's a good idea to have them checked by your physician. We're back here at Health Matters. We're joined today by Kelsey Maddox, the program director at Vintage House. And, to, and just recently, we've been joined by Carol Allison, the foremost, mm-hmm. or at least among the foremost mm-hmm. teachers at Vintage House, one of the real long-time, old-time regulars. Yes. You really kind of put in your time there. And, and uh, so let's go back a little bit and talk about beginning and how you how you got started with Vintage House, just a little bit about how you got started with Vintage House, and, and then say a little bit about kind of how it's been to have the kind of tenure that you've had. Hmm. Well, I, um, I'm a massage therapist also, and when I moved to Sonoma, I worked at um, a couple of spas to get myself started, and I worked at Sonoma Spa in the Plaza, which old-timers will uh, remember. Sure. Um, and somebody who worked there taught at, Vintage, uh, taught at Vintage House. I happened to mention that I had taught yoga before I moved here, and then she was moving, and... Uh, you know, offered, asked me if I might like to take over her class. And I very much would like to take over her class. And it was just Monday mornings at that time. Almost as soon as I started teaching, people started petitioning for a second class because they liked yoga so much and they already knew they wanted another. Um, And so it took a little while for me to make it work in my schedule, but then we added the Friday class and it's just kind of gone from there. The classes keep getting bigger, more teachers have come on. 
Um, and 15, this is 15 years ago. In, right. It yeah. was 15 years in March. Yeah. And uh, I am <laughs> at this point the longest tenured person who is at <laughs> Vintage House regularly. <laughs> I think that there, uh, there's a, some, uh, another teacher, the line dance teacher, I think, has been there that long. But I've seen all of the staff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> and they've all been wonderful, well, too, Carol, by the way. You have been there half the time, half the, the number of years. <laughs> right. Is that right? <laughs> wow. 35. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so. That's, so tell the listeners a little bit about who shows up at your class. Give, give us a little window in terms of, because I think maybe our listeners who still think, what, what Kelsey and I have been talking about mm-hmm. too, is, is that many people think vintage house, well, that's kind of people with, rock, with walkers and, mm-hmm. and canes and that kind of thing. And obviously, I mean, a, a yoga class for those people would be people sitting in chairs just kind of moving their, moving their, their walker around a little bit, yeah. you know? And so in your class, it's just so not that. It's not that. Just so not that. Yeah. So I guess I, I want to, I don't know how to talk about that, but unless I'll leave you to talk about it, but I, it, say something about that. Yeah, that does come up a lot. And, and one of the ways I frame it sometimes is say, say well, it's for active seniors. Right. And that's right. one way to put it. Right. Um, right. We, do, we do use the chair, but just to warm up in at the beginning and sure. also to make it available because I have people from anywhere from in their 60s to in their 90s sure. in the class and people have have all kinds of things going on. Sure. So it's, you know, it's to make it accessible for anybody. And that way people who are, um, who do need a little more support and maybe less experience are, are still safe and feel good about what they're doing. And people who are, are perhaps a little more advanced, they can get something out of it. Mm-hmm. So we do have that wide range of, um, of people who attend. Um, we have fa- people who come, husbands and wife who will come together. We have mothers and daughters who come together. Um, we have people who come when their families are visiting. They bring their families. They don't yes, want to miss yoga, and exactly, they have them come exa- with them. I, I, I heard about yes. that. Yeah, people and people from out of town will sometimes will go in. People I from mean, out of town. Right. People will hear about it if they're new to town. They'll have heard about it and they try right. it. So, um, and it's one of the most publicly available. I mean, I, and obvious. I mean, I, I don't know if it's a hot one. maybe they're right the word obvious, but I mean, it's it's out there. It's it's it people. Are, it's available. It's available, and as you know, I mean, there's no there's no. Um, Floor age limited vintage house, and right. we've had people bring their 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 small children even. Right. You know, ju- I mean, not unregularly, but it, they're welcome to come. Anybody's right. welcome to come, right. and right. Um, and it does offer. You know, as you said, sometimes people will picture the frail yoga, right. which which certainly has its place. Um, but people will sometimes be surprised at how challenged they can be if they went to a senior center for yoga and they think, oh, this is not going to be enough for me. They'll they'll find out it is. Right. Well, that's been my my clients who have gone to your class mm-hmm. for years and years. I mean, they that's what they say. And and, and then mm-hmm. what I have to admit to what they do, they'll go for a few weeks and they haven't done their yoga. They'll go and they'll come in and talk to me and they'll say, oh, I, I've been very bad. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, it's so funny because they become addicted to it. Really, yeah. in, in a way, this becomes such a, an integral part of their feeling of, of feeling good in their lives. And so when they, for whatever reason, they they, they take a few weeks off and or they just bow out for a little while. Mm-hmm. They, 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 their bodies feel they don't have what they need. And, and, mm-hmm. they, they, and I've been, like I said, the, the long face and the, <laughs> the, the, the confessional quality of, you know, I haven't gone to yoga. And, I, and, I, and, of course and now com- they need you to fix them. Uh, right. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're coming to me for feeling good. So I have, my job is to look at them and say, well, mm-hmm. 
uh, what about the class, you know? And, and so anyway, yeah. So I'm, I'm so glad that you're there because then, you know, and then they can send them back to, yeah. to, to be. And that's, to that's be. something that I've, I've seen over the, you know, the many years that I've been teaching is what right. happens when people come regularly right. is they start to not realize right. what, they're doing, what they're doing for themselves. They may not notice the dramatic changes that they right. did at the beginning, but then if they miss, they right. discover, oh, I'm maintaining something very valuable here. Right. And didn't even realize it. Right, exactly. And that, I guess that's one of the really, the real gifts that, mm-hmm. that people, exactly as you say, ex- experience mm-hmm. it at that time. So, so Carol, tell us a little bit about your background in terms of how did you kind of get into this kind of work? I mean, how did this, how did you come to this? Mm-hmm. Um, I, at one point in my life, uh, now it's been tw- over 25 years ago, just right. felt the need for a career change. I was in uh, martial arts and Tai Chi. Ah, and I feel like I didn't even realize at the time, but that was sort of the um, the transition for me of realizing I needed the, there's, you know, the two sides of the coin, the warrior healer. Mm. Um, I think there was a natural inclination spiritually and physically to um, to to nourish the healer side as mm-hmm. I had been doing um, a lot of martial arts and mm-hmm. a little more warrior side <laughs> and um, was drawn to massage to go to massage therapy school mm-hmm. which turned out I loved mm-hmm. and from there just through a series of people I met and paths I took I started doing um, various types of fitness training yoga is something that I realized um, not too long ago I, I've always taught it when I've been asked to teach it mm-hmm. It's not something I've ever gone out and like sought with a resume. It's mm-hmm. something that's always come to me. And so, you know, that I realize that's meaningful to me, that that's something that... You're, you're called. That, you're, yeah. You're, you're responding to the call. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Which just it, feels, it, yeah. it, it feels different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it just, yeah. you know, not that there's anything wrong with seeking out things. I yeah, do that right. with many other things. But yoga has been something that, that has always happened that way. Right. Um, in fact, when I first taught, I, I literally had to be asked three times to teach before uh-huh. I finally, because I thought I'm not qualified to teach, and, right. and right. Um, wow. it turned out I was. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, and I and I should say also, and 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 Kelsey and I were talking before you got here about how how so many seniors in this town. Well, not in this town. You were talking about how 50 percent of the seniors that are the boomers that are retiring. I think the way to, to grab some word out of Kelsey's mouth. 50% of them are showing up with very, very, very modest or nothing in terms of their, their savings, too. Mm-hmm. So yours is the, also the most cost-effective yoga class in town as yes. well, by far. By far. By yeah. far, yeah. And, and, and uh, that feels okay. Yeah, and it's going back to supporting Vintage House. Right. So, you know, you right. know, you're doing you're not only um, paying a lower seniors. cost, but you're supporting, you're yeah. continuing to support the very place that you're coming for yoga, you know, so right, yeah, right. it's a and it, it's sort of it's just a beautiful symbiotic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's er- everybody's winning on that one. Yeah, that's great. Even you. Oh yes, I mean I'm yeah I I, I do get paid. I'm, I'm right. volunteering. I won't, say, I won't say that. No, it's <laughs> right, it's actually right, you know. Right, right. So I I you know there's you know to be able to um, have have that all work together and you know, do something I love to do and um, have it be something that supports me and in, yeah, in my life it's is good. All, it's yeah. all good. Yeah. So we talked fleetingly about your new class. Let's come back to the new class again, just because I wanted to highlight mm-hmm. that because that's the, yeah. we're mm-hmm. we're trying to let everybody know that there's mm-hmm. an availability that it wasn't there for all these years. Because I can't tell you the number of years that I've had clients who I wanted to come to your class for one reason or another, the time, and da-da-da-da. So I'm so really delighted that mm-hmm. there is a new time. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the time and then kind of what come back to the level two-ness mm-hmm. of it and talk a little bit more about that, if you wouldn't mind. 
Yeah, so it's uh, uh, currently, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 5.30 to 6.30. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We just kind of set it up as a pilot program to mm-hmm. go through October to see, you know, right. what the interest was. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it takes time for something new to, to right. kind of get out there and, and it's build. And it's an hour class, hour and a half it's class? It's one hour. One hour class, mm-hmm. okay. And, um, you know, as I said, a lot of the emphasis that I've, you know, I, I when I teach, I'm kind of like, who's there, what? what's what's to do now, not right. so much a, a, a master plan in advance. Um and so I felt really that, that feeling of the flow, um, the breath, um, being able to move your body that way, that's, that's been a lot of what we've emphasized. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not doing headstands or backbends or anything, you know, mm-hmm. f- fancy like that. Are people bringing their own mats or do you have mats? Or? Um, people bring their own mats, although we do have a few available. So mm-hmm. it's, that's not something to ever stop you. And we have props. We have bl- uh, blankets. Um, uh, blocks and straps. Okay. And mm-hmm. as I said, the chair, even though I don't use the chair as part of uh, the structure of the class, the mm-hmm. chairs are there and available sure. Um, sure. for balance help or if anybody ever needs to sit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. safety always, always first, safe, yeah. safety and stability. And then from there, you find your level of challenge. Mm-hmm. And so is there, for our listeners who maybe not haven't been to a yoga class, who maybe wouldn't go to a level two, but I'm, so I'm kind of mixing two things mm-hmm. in, but do you have any kind of a meditation period or breathing period that comes with the work, or is this do you just go right into the postures, or talk a little bit about that? Um, that's always incorporated in. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a time that we sit, s- kind of sitting, standing, and then of course at the end laying down in the shavasana. Mm-hmm. There's always time that we take that mm-hmm. we're s- we're still and inward and just focusing mm-hmm. on the breath. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of incorporated throughout the class. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, as as part of mm-hmm. um, okay, you're the right. But it just so yeah. so it, again, I for listeners who maybe have not gone to a yoga class mm-hmm. lately, there is there, it's just a there is a you can you get into it gently and you can do what you do and then you come out of it gently. The the, the shavasana part. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that Mark Dennis is so good about. Always mm-hmm. about shavasana is the whole thing. I mean, the, the, you know, the rest of it is just that. You it's know, it's all just to get to the opportunity to have shavasana. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's just so to earn your shavasana. That's it. Exactly. 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 Well, um, Kelsey, we're going to spend, obviously we're going to need to spend more time talking about the senior situation okay. and the, and, and the, the older, older American thing because I think there is much, much to be discussed, and I, I was going to open, uh, open up the, li- the lines for a question, but now we're so close to the end, I don't really think I can do that. So I apologize to our listeners not giving them a chance to, to, uh, to chime in, but I guess you are available, Kelsey, for people who could call you at, at Vintage House and, sure. and, and visit with you, and maybe if they had some questions and some concerns about... Well, and actually, I, I must say the easiest way to reach me is by uh, email. Okay. And uh, so my email is Kelsey, K-E-L-S-E-Y right. dot Maddox, M-A-D-D-O-X at vintagehouse.org. Great. So anything that somebody w- would like to ask or uh, comments, I would be grateful to receive them. Okay. And also if they had, well, we had talked about the food thing and how they can just show up with that. Yeah, yeah. And, and do you, is there any kind of, if anybody had a question about a yoga class or that kind of thing, is there any way to be able to reach out and touch you at all and before the class to kind of get some advice or some? some sure, yeah. W- welcome to email me at um, carolallison8, the numeral 8, at gmail.com. That's A-L, one L or two L? Two L's in Allison, C-A-R-O-L-A-L-L-I-S-O-N, 8. Okay, you guys. Okay, you vintage house guys. <laughs> what a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for well, taking some you. time for us. Appreciate it's, uh, it. There's a 
great work that you're doing, and we're just we're just so proud of you and so grateful that you're doing it. So thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. So, okay, guys. Well, if you could not pacify your spirit and let your mind be complicated with, desire, uh, with desires and worries, your disease will not be cured. To be healthy, you must avoid anger and worry, but keep your mind happy, your heart at ease, and your desires at low levels. That's the basic guidance of the Yellow Emperor's Classic of Internal Medicine. That's the basic book of Chinese medicine. Our health matters motto still is, healthcare isn't a noun, it's a verb. Tune us in again next week. Until then, I bid you well. <laughs>